Uh, welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead. I'm your host, Neil Merritt, as always. We got Eric from IT, and we also have a um, very special guest today, Andres Bessarel. Hey, how's it going? Good, how's it going, man? Thanks. So, Andres, I talked to him yesterday. We had an opening today, and as luck would have it, um, and I really appreciate it, we scheduled this yesterday, and this is our first time meeting ever. Yeah. 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 And it's not awkward in the least bit. Uh, not for podcasters, no. I think. You know, I... I'm used to this now. This yeah. The concept of like, hey, we're just going to be people for an hour. Was this an hour long podcast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to be people for an hour. And at the end of it, either we'll like each other or we'll have it recorded. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just busting out that. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Um, well, like I do with all my guests, I've been stalking your social media. Okay. And I've, I've looked and seen, you, you do quite a bit of, you do a lot of shows around town. Yeah, I, I am a little bit of a man about town. I am uh, definitely... Uh, an open mic comic, uh, technically, because I have a day job, you know, but I do uh, stand up at night. Obviously, like, that's what I do. That's that, what I do. Yeah. I, uh, I hang out. I don't go on dates. I don't go to movies. I I go do comedy almost every night. That's awesome. <laughs> well, what, why did you get started in comedy? Like, what was the, the Kickstarter for you? I, uh, I was at CCD, uh, home of the City Hawks. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she didn't want, or not, her dad didn't want her to be with someone who didn't have a degree, so that forced me to go to CCD, I'm like, alright, I'll get my associates if that'll make you feel like yeah. your dad will like me. I went to Metro. See? Okay. okay. For a girl? No, just for myself. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. yeah. I had no, just, I didn't know what I wanted to be, and then, uh, as luck would have it, we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I kept on going to school because like, well, I was almost, I was close to halfway done at that point. I've been dragging ass working full time and just kind of like going to school and make her happy. And I was like, well, I'm, I keep going. So I go and I uh, next semester I take uh, a theater credit that I need and it's stand up. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Yeah. That would be like what it was like to stand up as a kid. And then uh, I met a guy named, by the name of Chuck Roy. Uh, I we met Chuck Roy. I know Chuck. Yeah. yeah so I, that's how I started. I, I took Chuck's uh, first comedy class that he taught at CCD, I think. Yeah, so I took his first class that he ever taught, and um, and then I met Kyle Bertman. Uh, he was another student there at the time, and uh, Kyle saw how much uh, fun I was having, which meant uh, he knew that I was always drunk in class. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he was like, hey man, uh, I'm actually going to open mics. You should come with me. And then I did, and I, I did the Squire Lounge, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> and I uh, did that open mic first and uh, got put up at 2 a.m. The lights were on during my set. I think they turned them on during my set. I was drunk and nervous as hell. For I don't Now I don't know why I'd be nervous. It's 2 a.m. No one gave it. Yeah, right? Know. Exactly. Time, Everyone's I drunk. Shaking my boots. Everyone was closing out trying to leave. And I was here trying to take my hot takes on my dick. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and I got off stage and then... Uh, I, uh, what did I do? I, I got off stage, I closed out, and then I walked home, and then I, I uh, called this girl that I'd been talking to since my uh, last breakup. I had recently been talking to this girl, and I, I called her up. I was like, hey, I think I figured out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was literally, after that, I have been just a fucking open mic and show guy ever since. Just like, I'm always out. Oh, that's cool. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, we'll just give you a little background about us, um, or me, I should say. Who gives a fuck about Eric? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've had producers, yeah. They're, yeah. Always, they're more fun to make fun of. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, well, I um, and I've said this in other um, episodes and that sort of thing, but I won stand up. Uh, I won state for stand up when I was nineteen in high school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and people are like, 
what the fuck is state? You want state for stand? What the fuck? <laughs> and it was actually the thespian. They they have a conference every year, yeah. so that's the thespian society. So it was a bunch of drama nerds getting yeah. together, and they did like you know like dramatic duos and and monologues. And I did there was a stand up part, and I did my stand up piece, and I was main staged at Paramount, uh, the theater downtown in Denver. Very nice. Theater. In front of twenty five hundred theater yeah. nerds. Yeah. It was a real easy audience. So <laughs> I mean, it's not like bragging when a bunch of people want to be there and yeah. will laugh at anything. So I did that, and then I got sixth in nationals. They they sent us that summer to Nebraska, and we did it all again. There's like 20 guys, and I got sixth, so I didn't get to go to London for the internationals. There's an international thespian society, by the it, way. It has their own comedy competition. Yeah. It's, wow. It's very... I don't know if they still do it or not. I haven't really looked into it. But yeah. So I got bit by the bug then, and then I started doing this local stand-up while I was in college, and then I had a couple bad sets and stuff, and then I just stopped. Huh. And so I'm 37 years out years old now and I'm like hitting the midlife crisis time and I don't have enough money for a fucking car or anything like that sure, so sure. I'm just like you know what let's get into the podcast thing so <laughs> that was your midlife crisis that's my midlife crisis yeah. <laughs> to get back and be a jackass yeah. so alright cool man yeah. I mean, most dudes like dye their hair blonde or something well I don't like have that. any oh, okay so cool yeah, yeah, yeah well <laughs> welcome to the club fair enough yeah that's funny um, just to give you guys an idea of how many shows Andres does I'm just gonna read them off real quick and then if I miss one just tell me which ones I miss <laughs> he does 300 Sons and where's that at? Uh, Longmont. In Longmont, Barley Har Har, and that's is that in Denver? Uh, Barley Har Har is the Longmont uh, show. That's uh, first and third Fridays. Oh, first and third. I Fridays. just did that uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, okay. So you guys, uh, just to ruin uh, the the dream of podcast, it is currently a Saturday. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you guys go out every week? What to the? No, uh, this. Yeah, we do. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we only got like we we have. Like 20 recorded. I've been trying to push a bunch of them through because I got all this memory that sure, I needed. Yeah. So like this week I, I did four. We I released just, four. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, just get it the fuck out there. Yeah. So and then we're trying like our ultimate goal is one to get sponsorship too. That or like get a radio show or something. And so Pretty like fun. that's the goal. So I'm like I could just jack jack around with all my um, dumbass friends and stuff and, and we can do it. And so like I thought the best way to do it is go on the Denver comedy scene on Facebook sure. and then just start posting like, hey, this is the concept. Who's interested in you, you commented on there, and we had yeah. a bunch of other people that did, and it's um, it's actually turning out really good. It's, good, man, it's yeah. It's turning out really good. You guys are, Denver's got some funny fuckers here, that's for sure. Um, here, let me just go through the rest of your shows real quick. You got Rough, a comedy show. That's coming up. Yeah, that'll be at the end of the month. Um, I want to say it's during, it's the last week of the month at some point. It'll be at... Uh, month of June. Yeah, and it'll be at Mercury Cafe, I think. So do they serve fun. booze there? They do serve booze there, uh, yeah. I remember when they used to not. So. Yeah, they found vegan booze, so now they do. Oh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that place is weird, man. I met a witch there once. She read me my cards, charged me 20 bucks. <laughs> Walked out with the tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you do Fresh AF or Fresh as Fuck. Fresh as Fuck, that's yeah. a ratio. That's, ratio is probably uh, the venue you guys can find me at most. Yeah. There's shows at Ratio every Wednesday. Um, I no longer run anything there, but I am uh, still still taken care of by the crew that does. You know, those guys, I've known them forever, Corey and uh, Matt Kobos, and they're great, and uh, Andrew Bueno, those guys kind of... Yeah, I've heard of Andrew's name. He's great. Good dude. Sweet boy. Yeah, uh, I need to meet him. I always say he's my cousin on stage. People believe us. It cracks me up every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does he look like? Is he... Nothing, but we're both Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything 
people. Yeah, we like nothing. Like, we're just two big dudes that are about the same uh, height. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Work with what you got, yeah. you know. Um, you also do bird watchers. Where's that at? Watchers. Where was that? Oh, that's at uh, Tandem on 17th. Oh, okay. It used to be Denver Bicycle Cafe. Oh, okay. I'm going there tomorrow night. Cool. That's, yeah, there's that's an open right. mic. Yeah, there's the open mic. Yeah. So they have the open mic on Sundays, and Wednesdays now they've started a new process similar to Ratio where they have weekly showcases in a rotating fashion. So oh, cool. uh, four different comics or four different hosts essentially have their own show once a month every Wednesday there. Oh, sweet. So someone gets first Wednesday, second Wednesday, third, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, um, I'll actually be, I did that, I headlined there this past Wednesday, and I'll be back, I think, opening, uh, th- this probably won't even be out by then, but I, I'll be there again, opening uh, the next, uh, the other, my other friend's show. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it should be good. And then Passionately Indifferent? That is going to be, yeah, that's the, the show I'll be opening at for Nathan Lund. Uh, okay. Nathan Lund is uh, headlining, and Joe Gray is hosting, and... <laughs> It's gonna just that show should actually rule. Uh, as long as there's a crowd, it should be a pretty great show. The lineup uh, is people that I like to go see. Like you know, as someone who has to go watch comedy all the time, right? There's a bunch of people on the show that I like. Yeah. And when I see they're up next, I'm like oh yeah, I'm not gonna go have a cigarette or I'm not gonna go get another beer. I'm gonna watch them first and then go bullshit. That's so, awesome. Yeah, there, there's some really funny people on it. That's very cool. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Fuck. I've been trying to quit saying that's awesome. Corey, if you listen to the episode with Corey and I, and I said this on the last episode, I'm repeating myself, but I said that's awesome probably like 50 times. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm listening to it, and I, I mean, it's your own voice and stuff, so it's always a little cringeworthy, but yeah. it's like, fucking say it one more time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> one more fucking time. And the worst is my window's down, and I'm sitting in a Walmart parking lot, and people thought I was crazy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. We were, we were on the radio for like a second or uh, me and Pai share our podcast Joke and Destroy um, and that was tough because we say our podcast is way looser we tend to have a pretty high alcohol content inside of us by that right <laughs> like we it's definitely just like this weird party mic uh, uh, party podcast we just get drunk with our friends and get them to say terrible things <laughs> well that's what we started doing too with some yeah. of my friends and by the way if you use friends that aren't into comedy that are just working regular jobs they're the flakiest pain in the asses to get on the show and then you'll get ready to do it and they'll show up and be like i don't like doing that and you're yeah. dude like it's being a jackass for free for an hour yeah right but a lot of them like you can actually hear the point where we start to black out because <laughs> yeah. then it's like then it's all slurring and eric's pissed off because he's trying to get this recorded and uploaded and he's like i can't use any of this shit yeah. <laughs> i think there's one where he's just yelling at us at the end of it uh, and i was like you're probably gonna cut that out right <laughs> <laughs> so i i know how that works yeah so, um and then we had to stop cussing that was the hard part that's so, gonna be hard that would we, be hard we i gave up after a while I, I was like fuck it i was like you can edit me out i don't care if i share <laughs> you right know, you can hear me like give up on any dreams of being on the radio because i did not give a shit i was like we don't do it for the radio i don't even know why we do it really i think it's just you know yeah are you guys on anchor uh we are on stitcher and itunes and something else i can't remember uh, like for me, it's just it's something to do. It's it's better than being told like, hey, you can catch this guy around town. Like, oh, he has a podcast called This. Listen to this. Right. You know? So I started going on. Um, in fact, my buddy Dave, he was just over here earlier today. He was he's a dating expert, and so it's this. Sorry. Si- no, it's That's okay. A- <laughs> it's fucking hot. <laughs> Um, uh, that made me spill my drink. Uh, <laughs> a, date, what, a dating ex, like he just gets yeah. laid a lot, or that, or he helps other people get laid a lot. I went on his podcast, and he was like, "Well, I need to like spice it up or whatever." And um, 
I went on there and fucking destroyed his podcast. He didn't know how to handle me because yeah. he's real serious and he's always talking about dating advice. And I went <laughs> off on this. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words don't go together. Yeah, exactly. Serious dating advice, that's yeah. not a thing. It's cool. all just, we're all just fucking guessing. That's actually really funny that you said that because as soon as he left, we had a long talk about like, yeah, he, I think he's going in this, like just doing like different stuff than, I don't know, it, it's hard to explain. It's, it's not my style. Let's say that. Yeah. And um, like he, I believe in consent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went on there. I just destroyed it. I don't know what he wanted to talk about. I brought up something about like you know my my last name's German and bringing up the fact that people always think my last name's Jewish and I'm like no we're on the other side. Yeah. You know we're very sorry people. Yeah. We didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? And went on this whole tirade about like how we're we sorry about World War II. We're just following orders. Yeah. have heard it all before. Yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> we just like the little guy. He yelled yeah. on him. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's really animated. Yeah. If you saw him you'd get it. You know? It's called charisma people. Yeah. You, you weren't there. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. You got it or you don't damn it. <laughs> So I just brought him on here to like have a serious kind of one, and I was doing the same thing to him. He left, and I was like, I, I hope he comes back. He called <laughs> me the personification of the Hindenburg. Oh, nice. I was okay. like, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a shirt that says that. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did this with some of our other guests. Like, What's something out there that offends you? That offends me. That you find offensive? Because usually with comics and stuff like that, we find things that are offensive that most people don't really give a shit about. Like... If you are standing too close to me in a line, I'm the first person to turn around and be like, back the fuck away from me. You're in my bubble. Sure, okay, you know what right, I mean? Okay. Like, weird shit like that. Is there anything out there that, that you can think of where you're just like, fuck you? Uh, I guess the only thing, that, you know, since we're in the, we were in the vein of, of dating, the only thing, that, the first thing that came to mind was um, on your phone. Like, 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 yeah. like if, there's no point, like, it's one thing if it's a bad date. But I like if it looks like a good like I was like hey no like there's some thought put into this date and you like keep checking it like what like I I'm very big on leaving my phone you know right. when I'm on when I'm doing yeah, something yeah. with someone I put it off to the side uh, and like as soon as I see someone like keep checking their phone I was like you know what we don't have to do this I right can, like I can leave easily I can also be on my phone well that's exactly why I take notes yeah because okay. like if I was on my phone right now looking your shit up on Facebook you'd be like what the fuck are you doing yeah what are you doing like, are I'm you texting your friend wearing a fucking you invite me over to your podcast yeah. and you're on your fucking phone you know it's the biggest it's like the biggest finger you can put in someone's face I think yeah but uh that's I guess that's like a that's like a serious one but like a dumb thing that I get offended by Probably stupid questions. Like I get mad. Like if it's if it's dumb enough. Like, he's put me, yeah, yeah, he's put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People ask me like, "Hey, what offends you as a comedian?" <laughs> that offends yeah. me. Like, what a fucking piece of shit question is that? Like, who? Like, why the fuck would you even bother to ask that shit? I hate everything about you. Right yeah, now. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, we'll take that. I like that. Yeah. So no yeah, more it's, it's, offended jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so since we're on that subject of offended or offensive, do you have an offensive subject matter or subject that you talk about, like either in your comedy or like with your friends? Everything. Uh, uh, yeah, I say tons of dumb shit that I shouldn't get away with, but I do. I saw a Hail Satan somebody commented on your, on your uh, timeline on Facebook. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't know, man. Like, you know, like I said, like, I, like, dumb stuff offends me, but, like, uh, like, getting offended by a joke, like, I just, like, I don't see the point. Like, yeah, right. it, 
Which is weird because we do live in such a PC world right now. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, but it also kind of needs to happen. It's one of those things like where I think we've got we we have gone so out of hand. Like everyone is like, oh, I used to be able to say more. I was like, yeah, but at one point, I think we were saying too much. We were being just yeah. too big of dickheads, and that's why we have this pushback now of this culture of like, like trying to be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the thing about uh, when people try to be better, we're still kids at heart. And I don't know if you ever seen a kid like get told like these are the rules. If, the, if you're hanging out with a kid that loves the fucking rules, that kid sucks. Totally <laughs> sucks. And yeah. when the rule is fucking PC, is that yeah. be politically correct, the kid is going to really fucking suck. And there's so many kids out there that suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I get like being respectful, but also sometimes there's not a word that fits better than ones we can't say anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's our job now to find those words not only as like comics, but I guess as people at the end of the day, like if you want to get by in this world, just find a different way to say what you're trying to say. Because yeah. it's out there. You know what I mean? Like the English language is made up of a million fucking languages. There's got to be a word out there that isn't offensive yet. Yeah. That you can have. And in 10 years down the road, when this podcast gets listened to again, and you know, our political careers are on the line because of it, we'll be able to say, it was a different time. That wasn't yeah. offensive yet. You know, like. I didn't mean to wear blackface in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like that, you know, like, it was like people, I think there's, there's that past, like, it was a different time. I believe in it was a different time. Yeah. That the culture that people grow up in is you know very different than the one now and sure like if you do the shit now yeah fuck you're fucked you're fucked you're an idiot you're right. fucked up you're a fucking idiot exactly but if you did the shit back when the shit was okay or cool yeah it was like hey man in that case like go yell at your grandpa too for fucking laughing at it and like and everyone else that enjoyed it or whatever right. the fuck it was or they agreed with it or didn't think it was a big deal like that was not one dude that was a group effort you know i guess what we're trying to say is if you think wearing bedding sheets as like some sort of fashion trend you're kind of behind the times. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got pointy things on their head, on your head, it should just be horns in a Viking hat, you know. And especially if you're telling a horny joke. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what's your comedy about? So, what's some of the stuff that you like to focus on for your stand-up for your shows? Do you um, do you have staples, and then you kind of mess yeah, around a little hits. bit and then go yeah, back I to your bits? I'm known just to, I have, uh, I like to call it my bag of tricks, you know, that's my set, and then there's all, I do a lot of crowd work. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm big into that. I like interacting with the crowd, and I like making connections with people that way. Uh, I'm a pretty um, ugly dude, uh, so I have to have a personality. <laughs> I feel you, I hear you on that like, one. I have to get like I have to earn people's attention constantly on stage yeah so I like I think as a as a uh, something to help with that I just kind of learned like I have to become these people's friend like I yeah. have to be like I'm gonna be a shithead but I'm gonna be your friend you know because I mean? you give your friend that's a shithead a pass he's your friend you know yeah and, you know, like you introduce him to your to your other friends and they're like that dude sucks like no no he's cool he's cool yeah, yeah. he doesn't mean it he's yeah. just joking you just yeah. don't know him if yeah. you knew him you'd like him you know? <laughs> and I just have to get everybody on my side that way you know because yeah. I mean? like I see it I'll do shows and then I'll have everyone on my side 
then I'll see six people walk into the show halfway through, and it takes them a while to get on board, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone else laughing, I literally just focus on these fucking faces that just walk in, and I see fucking women and dudes, like, roll their eyes, like, who's this guy saying this, like, yeah. shit? And then after a while, they're like, they're like oh, okay. Yeah. And he's okay to like him, you know, like, yeah. It was fun. We're having fun now. You're an acquired taste, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You got to chew on me for a while. Yeah. Like, you got to smoke a pack of me after your dad catches you smoking yeah. one. They're like, yep, you really like this. Yeah. Idiot. It's like a camel blue. Once you have had a couple, you're in. You yeah, know? right? Yeah. For the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, um, I almost said that's awesome, but I didn't. God, that was close. It was pretty awesome, though. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was some good comparisons. That was amazing. Andrea that was very Pestro, good. The Camel Blue of Denver Comedy. The uh, Camel Blue of Denver Comedy. <laughs> Just pick them up and smoke them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, are you, so you're currently single? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> How's so, do you, got, do you have any crazy dating stories that have gone like awry or, or um, weird shit that... That chicks you've gone out with have just like been like, what the fuck are you on, dude? Uh, I I went out with a girl. Uh, I talk about this on stage a little bit, but I I, I did go out with a girl uh, that I knew from work. She was an old coworker, and uh, I went and I did a show, and she had quit or something, and I had been her boss, and uh, and a buddy that had worked with me at that at the job I had, he came to a show, and he had recently gotten divorced or something. And he was looking to, like, fuck anything. So anyone that he was Facebook friends with, and he was, like, everything texting. And she <laughs> and she bit, and she went on a date with him, and he got too drunk at my show. And so I'm, so I'm the comic on stage. He's drunk. Brought her. And I was like, oh, hey, how you been? But, you know, caught up with both of them. He gets too drunk. Tries to, like, do moves like, like this. Yeah. to my place. And, like, I was like, man, like, you he's are. like, making out with her ear and shit. Yeah, he's yeah. trying, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and she was not having it. She was like, oh, you're too drunk. And I kind of looked at her, and I was like, he's kind of drunk, isn't he? She's like, yeah. So I just kind of, like, you know, like, helped, you know, I was like, hey, like, uh, you know, go home, man. You know, like, I'll, yeah. I'll take care of this. Real, you know, I sound so shitty saying that. Like, <laughs> hey, you're, you, you, you can go. I'll take For care the of record, her. there was yeah. no malice intention. No, it was yeah. all, it all truly was like, hey, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want my friend to do anything, anything too stupid. He hasn't done anything bad yet, but he definitely is not in the right mind frame you know, emotionally or, you know, like sobriety wise, uh, he should, yeah, he should get it. Like, let's get you. Yeah. Away. So he kicks rocks and then, you know, she just hung out the rest of the show. Next thing I know, she's like, yeah, we should go on a real day. I was like, okay, yeah. And then, uh, she turned out to suck. I saved him. <laughs> I totally saved him now. Like looking back, like he dodged the bullet with me going on the date with her. Cause she wanted to go like Dave and Buster's and like, oh, I, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't care for the shit. I like going to like, you know, I'll get a dinner or I'll like go to a concert, but like, yeah. I don't want to go to a fucking arcade. I'm, I'm a fucking dad. I go to arcades all the time. Yeah. Are you in yeah. your thirties or? Uh, I'm, no, I'm 28. You're 28? Yeah. Okay. So you're getting close there. Like once you yeah. hit your 30s, you're like, okay, I'm not a fucking kid anymore. Yeah. You know, like whoopee doo, Dave and Buster's. Yeah. I, I like doing all sorts of stupid shit, but like, yeah, Dave and Buster's isn't one of them. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, she got too drunk <laughs> she got, and then she just talked about her ex-boyfriend way too much. Oh God. Uh, and then fucking what'd she do? Yeah. Ladies, if you're out there, quit talking about your fucking ex-boyfriends. Yeah. No one yeah. gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, unless you're saying, Hey. Your dick's way bigger than my ex-boyfriend's. Okay? That, yeah. Well, that, we'll take that. Yeah, that one's yeah. always cool. Even if it's not true. Like, you know, like, or any sort of, like, better. But don't, like, add it, like, don't put it out into the ether, like, things about him and you're not sure whether, what side you fall on a better or worse for that. Like, yeah. like what are we doing here? Like, I'll, I'll drive you to his place. 
Oh, Tommy used to score so high on the pinball yeah. machine. Yeah, I was like, let me fucking try my best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, she got too drunk, and then she drank in my car. She cracked open a Bud Light Lamarita from her purse. Bud Light Lamarita. Or no, it's not. A, I was on, on stage with Saints Lamarita. In real life, it was a Michelada one. <laughs> I don't know why. I always say that. I don't know why I thought Lamarita was funnier in, in the joke version, but in real life, it was a Michelada can. It was a tall boy one. And she drank that and just cried more about her boyfriend. And then I got to her house and instead of getting out, I didn't know how to get her out like <laughs> nicely because she was like in such a like distressed mood, like from all the crying. Yeah. How drunk she got, she was like just crying now, like giving me her life story. And she gave me her life story. Like she told me about her parents, uh, like their relationship and how unhealthy their relationship was and how she didn't want anything like that. And I was like, I don't want anything like that either. Oh, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you, truthfully, yeah. honestly. And then, uh, yeah, they made you. Yeah, right, this is yeah. what I'm dealing with right yeah, now. I, I get it. I yeah, see the trauma they caused, <laughs> and it, this is not fun. Uh, and I finally get her out, and she like asked, like, "Hey, do you want to do this again?" And, and I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and then the next time I went out with her, I had a cyst in my throat. I didn't know it. Oh shit! So I've been sick for like a couple of days, but I already promised her that I would go out with her again. And yeah. I'm not one to bail. Like, I'm not one to, like, like, yeah. like, like, because I was so sick and it was so, like, close to the date that it felt bad. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to look like an asshole if I just, like, cancel, like, two hours before. Yeah. So I decided to power through and I get there and I am dying. Like, yeah. I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up in the ER the next morning. No shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we go and we get, we get, like, a late dinner. And the bitch almost killed you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, this is I pretty did, bad. I did it out of like. <laughs> I, you know, I, That's a lethal pussy. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, I just thought she was okay. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're nice enough. Like, I'll go thinking I just had a sore throat. And then the next day, I, I drove to work, and I was like, I, I could barely get out of my car. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. And then I, I went straight to the hospital and come to find, and like, they, <laughs> but yeah, but the date ends pretty quickly. Like, we had dinner, and it's over. And she, and then she, and then her, like, after I put up with all her shit, and then endured another date, feeling as sick as I was at the time, not knowing I was about to die. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the date, she goes, well, it was nice knowing you. Oh. <laughs> and she, you know, she's never called me since. Uh, but that was the last time I spoke to her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. And so I was like, wow, this this is totally not worth it. Uh, I never understood <laughs> that when you go on dates. And by the way, like, we're gay. But, it, like, so we date dudes. Sure, sure. But, like, with dudes, like, they, especially gay dudes, they have this... Gay dudes. God, I'm trying to sound real, bro. I, it's, it's your like, month, dude. Do whatever you did, want. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I was just, um, we were just <laughs> with the guy that was like real bro-ish. And so I'm like still in that. Do you ever do that where you're just like, yeah, man, yeah, totally, bro. Like, da, da, da. And then yeah. you like get home and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't talk like this. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Have, I have a handful of friends. I'll talk like that with them. Yeah. And then I'll, and then as I get away from them or I talk, you know, or you get to work or, you know, you get pulled over, your voice, your voice is constantly changing for the situation, I think. I go around my New York cousins and I start being like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. After everything, and they're like, "What's wrong? What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, You know, like, it's just, it's a problem that I, I just acknowledge. Anyways, let's get back to the story. What was I talking about? Oh, so gay dudes. So when you, bra. So when you go out with like gay guys and stuff, they have this need to like officially let you know that it's over or that that you're not going to see each other anymore. We don't. You don't need that. Yeah. I mean, in a world of ghosting and the text messages and stuff. Yeah. I mean. Have a little respect, man. I don't care if you're not into it or not. I don't need to hear how much you hate me. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't know about this, Pete. Like, we could just, it could just be done. We don't have to do all that. Yeah, part, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yes, I ended up in the. I I went to work the next day. Can't bail on work. I was like, I'm gonna die. And sure enough, I get to the ER, and the nurse there is giving me a hard time. Like I just look like a dude that's like, well, the little guy's got a cough. He's weak, you know. And she's you know like she's like she's like this is the ER, you know. And, yeah. and so then she's like, stick your tongue out, and I can't. And she thinks like I'm being like you know like. I, I don't want to stick my tongue out. I don't want to put it down on the, you know, like she's like giving me like she's just like looking at me like I'm a piece of shit. Like yeah. it's just a it's just a fucking tongue compressor thing. And, and I try and I try and then I finally cough and like blood just splatters oh, oh, all over the stick and on her gloved finger. Like it just I go <coughs> and it just gets covered in blood. Like <coughs> and she kind of looks at the stick and she looks at me and she goes. We need to get you in there, <laughs> and that's when I found, like went through all these machines. Turns out I had this huge cyst, and like if I had tried to like just keep fighting it the way I had, I'd literally just been I couldn't eat anymore. I'd been on Red Bull. I'd just been drinking Red Bull for three days straight, working like twelve hour days because uh, we were short staffed at work. Thinking I was just like, yeah. I'm just sick because I've been working too much. You know, yeah, I haven't been sleeping. I've just been working. You know, doing comedy. Like I just I'd been doing everything I normally do, just a little bit more work. I was like, oh, my body's just being dumb. So I was like, yeah. But yeah, but then when I was like, I'm dying, and then I coughed blood, I was like, oh yeah, I might be dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, ER stories. I have one. When I was working at my old job, and it was a desk job, and I was just sitting there. Well, one day I'm sitting there, I looked down at my shirt, and like right at my belly button, there's like a big red spot there. And I was like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? And so I went to the bathroom, and I checked, and yeah, I was bleeding out of my belly button. You're bleeding out of your belly button? Yeah, and I was like... Oh my god! Like I got some weird fucking disease and stuff, yeah. and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I was like, "Oh my god, I got to do it!" And I like went up to my boss and I was like, "Look, I gotta go. Like I'm bleeding out of my belly button. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do?" Did they just assume you like scratched in there too hard or something. Well, I mean, yeah, that's probably yeah. what I assumed too. <laughs> and so I was like, "Whatever." So I went down to the um, the urgent care and I walk up and I was like, um, "I was like, yeah." They go, "Well, what's my, what's the matter?" And I was like, "Well, I'm." I'm bleeding on my belly button. And they're like, what? Because it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And um, I know I didn't scratch it because I was like, I would have known. Yeah. Because you would have been like, scratch, scratch ooh, yeah. ow. And then, oh, there's the blood. That makes sense. But it made no sense. And so she was like, well, are you bleeding? And I was like, yeah, I'm bleeding on my belly button. And they went apeshit. Grabbed me in the back. They took, And it's full urgent care. Yeah. And like the doctor pretty much stripped me down when all this other stuff. Well, something got in there. Like, I guess I got so before this is really gross. Like an M M&M and M. Yeah, no, no, like an M M&M, and M. Like, <laughs> like an M M&M, and M. Yeah. Like it was like a piece of like it was like a pebble or something. Okay. And oh. so it's your body's trying to release it, yeah, so it's it starts to, yeah. creating shit, and so it started bleeding to push it out. And so she went in there, and she, they made this big old ordeal. And then she like she like grabbed it, took it out, and threw it away. And she's like, "Get back in the waiting room. I'll see you in, in three hours." And it was like the most embarrassing experience <laughs> of my life because I was bleeding out of my belly. I had no fucking clue why. By the way, if you're bleeding from your belly button, you probably got some shit in there. You can get it out yourself. You don't need to go to an urgent care. <laughs> oh, okay. So then we were in West Virginia for my cousin's wedding. And um, we were outside drinking for like three days straight. Just fucking drunk. And it's West Virginia, so it's like... Yeah, yeah it's but, just, uh, what do they call the Pepperoni rolls and shit? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say like the lost state that nobody gives yeah. a shit about anymore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we'll just throw the rednecks here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the wedding, and first of all, at the wedding, um, it became a dry wedding because my um, future cousin-in-law got in a fight with my uncle the night before because he got so drunk. And it turns out he's an alcoholic, so he can't drink anymore. Oh, no. So they stopped. The, they made it a dry wedding the yeah. next day. I had to take all the kegs of beers back to the liquor store, crying. 
But while at the liquor store, I bought two bottles of vodka and put it in the car, and so we just snuck out to the car. Sure, yeah. And so everybody was doing it. Everybody's lit, but there's we're all pretending that we're sober. So like yeah. we're all like, yeah, congratulations, congratulations, you know, like yeah. just fuck, fucking dress. So the next day, after drinking all day, we're all hungover, so we decided to go downtown Charleston and go out, which there's only like one place to go down there. And as we're going, my cousin offers Eric... Um, like a little um, Crunchberry Rice Krispie treat that's THC. Okay, so it gives you an edible. And... Yeah. And so he eats the whole thing. <laughs> and we go out to this restaurant. We're sitting there. And I look over at him and I'm like, wow, you're fucking pale, dude. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel so hot. Next thing I know, I look over and he's on the fucking ground, passed out, not breathing. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have CPR. Luckily, yeah. my cousin did and was getting ready to give him mouth to mouth. But then he... He, like, woke up all of a sudden, started breathing, and stood up. He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then fell right back down on the ground. So, ambulance comes, they haul him away to the emergency room, and he has to stay in the emergency room for, like, 24 hours. They finally released him, because it it was the fucking Crunchberry. Sure, yeah. And all the alcohol just fucked with him. And so, we, we get back home, and we're telling one of my friends, and she goes, wait a minute. You took an edible from a fucking hillbilly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably was a huge mistake. It probably wasn't our, uh, your finest moment, but he's still alive. It was just a big ordeal. I've never seen someone be taken away in an ambulance before, so I, that was kind of cool. <laughs> what a way to go, though, if you had, you know? Like a crunch berry. <laughs> he wasn't breathing. Rice crispy treat. I'm like, like, fucking breathe, slapping yeah, his face, yeah. you know? But, um, so what a. Do you talk ever about like religion or politics in your stuff? Um, the most I ever, I, I mean, I'm not against it. It's just not something I talk about regularly, anyways. I think, yeah, I, I'm not a very. I just talk about whatever. Yeah. In my little brain. Anytime I ever get political, is because someone said something, you know, to me on stage. Yeah. And it just kind of got there. Yeah. And so, do you pretty much just wing it? I mean, you got your staples. You know your staples, but like, I would say it's at this point. In time, it is almost 50-50 in the sense of I have a certain set of jokes that I know, backwards and forwards, and just I just get to them however the room gets me to them. Yeah. Eventually, everything always kind of ends up going, you know, everything's in such a way out of, I don't, I don't think I planned it, it just, the way my sets work now, there's so many different words and things that can, that can connect to each other that I have found Yeah. that I can just, you know... I can do the same 10 jokes a hundred different ways, you know, a hundred yeah. different sets and it won't be the exact same show by any means just cause you know, the jokes might be the same, but like the riffs and everything else kind of oh, makes okay. it a different experience every time. Now with your crowd work and stuff, did you, do you do improv or whatever to stay fresh on that or you no, just, you just I, do no, your shows? I came, I came from the school of Chuck Roy, man. He's a Boston comic. We don't do improv. Okay? We don't do fucking improv, yeah, man. Yeah. You don't do fucking improv, man. Yeah, you riff, you know, but we don't do. There's no stand up is a is a is a solo sport, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Chuck taught me that. Chuck, and I don't know if he necessarily taught me that, but his attitude was something I kind of agreed with. I was like, yeah, fucking pro. <laughs> You're a bunch of adults acting like some yeah, school children yeah. on a fucking playground. No, no listen, thank you. Listen to talk about my dick. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah I just, Let's get back to something important. My cock. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, but Chuck was. Uh, he's, old school Boston guy and yeah you know it just wasn't it wasn't one of those things they really taught was improv it wasn't until further later semesters they started kind of working improv into it because of all the because of the theater credits so there were theater yeah. you know there's yeah. you know, he wasn't the head so the theater teacher was like yeah you guys should 
should have improv for you know comedy. Yeah. Comedy class, like whether you like it or not. But yeah, me now, and I still I've, I've never done an improv class. I you know maybe when I get to my midlife crisis, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm gonna start doing improv. improv. Yeah. I took one improv class on a comedy works. It was like thirty bucks, and it was a couple hours, and it was good. I mean everybody's laughing it's it's kind of i feel like it's like cheating a little bit especially in improv class because yeah. everyone's gonna laugh more yeah. than you would do in a regular social setting um but when i got done with it i was like that's probably not something that i really want to focus on <laughs> you know yeah like i mean doing it regularly or like on other like on the podcast and stuff like that we don't write anything down we don't follow any scripts or anything um but other than that it's just kind of like yeah you're just kind of working into your everyday stand-up routine or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I, it just yeah. comes naturally. You get someone yelling some shit at you, and you're going to fucking dog them however you're going to dog them. I, uh, I definitely learned, I will say that I learned a lot of crowd work, definitely watching. Uh, Todd Berry was the one that was, was my big watching his crowd work special. Oh, yeah? That that was one of those things where, it was, you know, it, it, the special was him just doing crowd work. He's funny. No He's so material. funny. And I didn't, and as, you know, being so green to comedy at the time and like going taking stand-up class i had i did have this idea that there were kind of rules to what stand-up could be yeah and then watching that todd kind of broke all those rules for me like i was like there's there's things that i wanted to do but everyone else wasn't doing so and i felt like i'm not supposed to do it you know what i mean so i had this feeling of like "I, i i like i feel like this is what i should do but I don't see anyone else doing this right now, so I feel like that's a bad thing, you know. Yeah. And that was at school, and that was at the open mics, and that you know was on TV. And I didn't know what I know now, you know. What I mean, I didn't know like, hey, like you know, like the set you do for your late night, yeah, it's not going to be crowd work, man. You right. Know, it's going to be your hot six or whatever it is that you know that Letterman wants or you know, yeah, whoever's fucking putting you up. You know, and I didn't know that. Like, I didn't understand that concept. I was like, oh, this is how stand supposed to be. It's supposed to be this tight little thing, you know. And I sucked at that. I mm-hmm. sucked at that so hard because I was, I didn't know. And then um, watching Sam Talent, uh, you know. He, oh, my God. He's awesome. We saw him last week. Yeah. He I, he had me ugly crying so yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, I was embarrassed. That I was laughing so hard. I'm like, he's going to fucking call me out. Like, was, <laughs> I'm in the front row, like, like, you know, having a fucking seizure. And, I mean, the guy was just – he. He murdered everybody else. Even the headliner was pathetic compared to him. Yeah, Sam is you know? a maniac. Uh, he's so good. And uh, yeah, Sam was was another guy. He used to run the Squire Open Mic, and he and and I I was like, I saw him do what he does, and I was kind of like, oh, we can do that. We're allowed to. I was like, and yeah. I, you know, I was, I was kind of like, you know, like very like it was very eye opening. I was like. We're like it was like oh my god I, we can do this that's okay to yeah, do yeah. and I was like why isn't anyone else doing this like this is all I've been wanting like this is I can do that I, like I saw him do it and I it's was like, like the best thing in the world I was yeah. like yeah that's kind of like I like that like I could do that like I want to do that that's, right. uh, you know and I'd always I'd been holding back and then watching Sam and watch and, and watching that special after that I was like who's gonna stop me you know like what what you know like everyone you know after a while people kind of caught on like oh andreas that that's what he does well and you want to stand out and stuff too you know yeah, and yeah, so you like do. following the the conventional standing up there standing in front of the microphone just standing there telling jokes and then getting down and sitting down it's i mean it's just kind of 
mechanical for some people. You it know? is. Some people are great at it. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do it. I'm more of a run around like crazy, like just be an idiot kind of stuff back in the day when I was doing it, of course. Um, but it's, you got to make it your own nowadays. Everybody wants to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, for a while when I first started, everyone said it was, um, comedy was the new punk rock. I don't believe that at all. I think comedy is dumb i think i don't think there's anything punk rock about stand-up i mean there's <laughs> there's punk rock stand-up sure but yeah i mean if you uh sell yourself as a punk rock comic i think that sounds really fucking lame uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now if you just happen to like punk rock and also do stand-up cool good for you man like yeah i'll talk shop with you all the time like, if yeah you talk music and talk comedy that sounds fun but yeah but like uh, like promoting yourself as the punk rock comic oh man or any sort of like I'm this thing's comedy, you know, like the country, yeah. you know, like, or the blue collar guys. Like, and I, I love blue collar as a kid growing up with it, but like, like the idea of like that now to me just is like, whatever. Like, you know, we're all just in my head. I'm like, I just like to tell jokes. I like to, you know, uh, make dumb jokes and have fun. That's it. Yeah. Right? And if you like my t-shirt that I wear on stage, cool. If you don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and what, what's the t-shirt you wear? On stage? I mean, like, I just like, I tend to wear, I, I dress the way I did when I was in high school. I wear, I still wear black t-shirts, skinny black jeans. And yeah. They, uh, and they have bands on them. And that's oh, cool. Just, like, I don't, I don't dress up for anything. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is me. That's, that's kind of how I like to do stand up. This is me. Right. You know, there's no, I don't like weird promoting stuff. Like, that's just super fucking lame. Uh, other than my fucking sweet ass hat that has my podcast. <laughs> is that the joke and destroy? Yeah. Yep, that it is. That's a cool yeah. hat. Yeah, but that's just like, that's what we do. We just fucking party. Like, I just like to party, man. That's all I want to do. I want to so, party and tell jokes to my friends. With your podcast, how long has that been around? Um, A year or two? It's been a year at least. It's almost, if not almost two already. How many episodes do you have? Uh, we're at 89 or something like oh, that. Oh, good for you, yeah, man. We took a little bit of a break. I got a girlfriend for a while and Paisha went to school. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was, uh, he was, he was banging the books and I was, I was banging the chick for a while. Cool. Uh, we all got our priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Our priorities I mean, both changed. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Hey, you're happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Um, have you noticed, like, um, when did you really see a spike in listenership? Is it listenership? Is that even a word? Or people that listen to I just, I think we just call them listeners. Yeah. Um, we just had, we just had a uh, very steady, it started off with our friends, obviously. Yeah. You know, our friends were like, oh yeah, you know, like, and other, I think other podcasters in town, other comedy podcasts also kind of check it out. I think probably people that, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts for shit. I'm real bad about really? that. Don't yeah like yeah mm. I just like to have fun so yeah but I mean I think other people kind of listen to us and then um, and then just kind of grew I don't, we don't have like a massive following but we have enough people that we keep doing it so then it's fun and even if like two people listen to it we would probably still do it no see and that's how I am too I just love doing it and like you get done sometimes and you're like kind of got a little bit of a high off of that I was having so much fun you know <laughs> yeah and then. Um, I do listen to mine and I, sh I probably shouldn't like the last couple ones I've been listening to it to be like, okay, what am I saying? Like, that's awesome. Like to make sure I can <laughs> yeah. stop doing that shit. Um, but I mean, uh, it's you, fun. This it's, is a way more professional setup. I mean, we have like individual mics. This is a really nice mic, by the way. This thing's cool. But like we have individual mics and I am notorious for just fucking burping into it. And like, just uh, honestly, like it's just an hour of me being as difficult for my co-host as possible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen. It's just yeah. us having fun and me like just being a pain in the ass room. See, I got into podcasts because I'd spend so much time like on the road or on an airplane and I got yeah. sick of the fucking people around me all the time. It's the only thing I can like listen to where I can kind of forget what's going on. Music doesn't do it. Audiobooks don't do it. But if I listen to a bunch of podcasts, I can for, you know, forget that the 
old woman sitting next to me. He's got her fucking feet on my leg. You know, like, yeah, just he's drives kind of me nuts. Into that. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> just trying to go through. So, okay. So, you got any um, horrible, embarrassing, awkward shit that's happened to you? Like, either on stage, in life, someone that you've seen happen where you're just like, damn. Uh, one time we uh, did an open mic, and uh, this is, we had been drinking, we were probably like a year in, me and Jeremy, and uh, we went up, and I, went, I think I went up first, and I did my set, I, my set's not important for this one, but yeah, and then a guy, some guy goes up after me, and uh, he just talks about his sobriety. You know, he's just, and it's supposed to be a comedy open mic. And it's just being like this guy just talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know where the punchlines were. And, and that was me being a year in. Like, that, at that point, I wasn't even a comic like, yeah. in, in, in that mind frame. It was more of just like, as an audience member, I remember being more like, this guy's really just falling apart. Uh, <laughs> hey, Phil, the AA place is two yeah, blocks yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. And it was at a bar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were at a bar doing this, and he's just talking about sobriety and how good it's been for him. And, how terrible he saw more. your set yeah like, <laughs> oh good how terrible of a person he was before and he's doing that all the whole time and then uh it dawns on me uh that Paisher was on acid already I, like <laughs> we went to the mic and he was on acid so uh, i it hits me i was like that and Paisher's next he ends up going so after so after this guy gives this like depressing thing i remember Paisher goes up and he is fucking lit by that point. He just starts <laughs> giggling, and he just laughs for like two minutes, and then, uh, and yeah, and then he got he just like, and like he finally like stops laughing, and he finally like tells the whole crowd he's like, I'm laughing because that guy just talked about his sobriety, and he's like, I am fucking high on acid. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> oh, those are my favorites. Those are my first time. And then I got. I don't like saying it this way, but I got a guy punched at a show once. <laughs> what did we, you do? We were in Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, we did a road gig in Kearney, Nebraska, and I was the wheel man because I was the new guy and I had a car, so I, I drove me and three uh, three other comics and uh, Jacob. Uh, so I, I am big on, when I'm on the road, um, if I'm not headlining it, I would rather open it because that means I can drink. Yeah, and I learned that there because that was like one of my first road gigs, and I remember I was like, "I'll drive as long as I don't have to drive." As soon as we, as soon as we get to into Carney, like we park, I'm not driving anymore because I'm getting fucked up, and I don't, I don't like getting drunk on stage, and I don't like getting drunk before. So I, you know, the keys uh, after we park in Carney, Nebraska after the drive, and then uh, I go up first, and the show is rough. Carney, Nebraska, bar show. Not the best show in the world. Where the hell is Carney, Nebraska? Um, it's... I want to say it's seven hours away from Denver. Oh, okay. So it's probably like by Lincoln or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Um, and it, it was fun. It was still fun, you know, but the crowd, it was, it was just a weird little town. And the guy that runs it, uh, Corey, he, uh, I gave him a ride and he's like the mayor. He used to run a radio station there. They loved him. You know? Yeah. He's just, he's just their favorite son. And they loved him, and we all did okay, you know. Uh, but I went up first, and then I started getting drunk. And I got so drunk because I was so happy from not having to drive anymore, and I could just get shit faced. And I'd done my set, and I didn't eat a total dick. And I was like, "Yeah, this is a win." And I just get fucking wrecked. And then Jacob goes. I think he might have featured maybe, and he 
He didn't do good. Yeah, I'll say he kind of sucked. <laughs> they did not like him. That's what it was. They didn't yeah. like him. They didn't fucking like him. He uh, said something about looking like someone's son, and then the guy flashed a gun at him. <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and he took it like a champion. He was like, yeah, he, he he rolled with everything. But yeah, after this show, he was kind of he wasn't shooken up as much anymore. He was upset that. He didn't have a good set. He was, he was just bummed out. And that's he how doesn't you, care yeah. about the gun. He yeah, like, I just wish my set was good. Yeah. He thought the gun was funny, which we all did. Because yeah. I think we, you get numb after a while as to like the real situation at hand. Like, yeah. when I say this shit out loud, and you guys like, a gun. I was like, yeah, a gun. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talking, yeah, it's Carney, Nebraska. What do you it's want? It's Carney. <laughs> and, and I remember all that happened, and none of it really shocked me. And then, uh, you know, and I, and I remember being like, all right, let's keep drinking. You know, and, yeah. and Rep doesn't drink. and. And I get him, I'm like, Rep, let's go get a drink at the bar. Come on, let's go get a drink at the bar. And you know, he's like, ah, I don't really drink under. He's like, I know, but we're in Carney, Nebraska. Yeah. No, you don't know anyone here. Who cares? You know, so we're there, and I'm ordering shots for everyone, and I'm having, like, I'm fucking so drunk at that point. <laughs> and I remember just talking to him about, just being, a, just being a drunk idiot, going on about something, laughing my ass off. And then out of nowhere, some dude in a Carhartt jacket comes up to me while I'm sitting at the bar and, like, taps me on the shoulder. And he goes, what's so funny? I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, like, no. I was like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, then I'm drunk. I'm too drunk to even like give it like care. Like, yeah. like, he's like, what's so funny? And he does it again. And I, I get mad. I start standing up. And I was like, I don't know, man. What's so funny? Yeah. And then uh, Jacob, uh, who I really haven't described Jacob. Jacob is maybe a third my 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 weight and like maybe almost five six inches shorter than me. Just a real tiny little nerdy guy from Boulder, yeah. you know, he just, he looks like he's 17, and I think we're the same age, you know, like, <laughs> and, and uh, he's just, looks like a, he looks like a total pussy, I guess, because uh, I stand up to the guy, and we're about the same height now, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the strongest dude, but I'm just a big dude, yeah. so, I'm a big drunk dude, so now, you know, it's me like, yeah, what, and Jacob starts laughing, and he has the most annoying laugh, and <laughs> the guy looks at him, and Jacob looks at me, and the guy goes, what are you laughing at? You know, just fucking tough. Uh, redneck dude. Redneck dude. Yeah. And Jake goes, this? I'm laughing at this. And he giggles. And the guy just, and, and he fucking socks him. Oh, shit. Yeah. He socks <laughs> Jacob right in the fucking little face. And Jacob goes, did you just punch me? Like, again, Jacob, I think, I don't know what it was about comics, man. He did, He wasn't even sure. Dude, shot. he's got yeah. balls, yeah. man. Good for him. And the dude, like, punches him. And Jacob just kind of like puts his face back and looks at him and, and instead of like being like ow or anything else, he goes, did you just punch me? Right. And then next thing you know, everyone everyone's up. The bar's like, you know, split everyone up. They kick that dude out. Come to find out the dude thought I was laughing at his dance moves. Oh, so God. yeah, so so then I, for whatever reason, I feel bad for him because he's so insecure yeah. that he thinks the fucking weird little Mexican guy <laughs> gives, a shit. The, gives a shit about his dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh fucking white bread America yeah. dude like first time from the barn yeah and uh <laughs> so Rupp gets punched and you know, and they get the we have a good night the rest of the night we end up buying Rupp the rest of his drinks the rest of the night because I feel bad uh-huh. and it wasn't until that's nice of you guys maybe a uh-huh. year later out of nowhere I remembered what I was talking about <laughs> to Rupp when I was like just talking him up at the bar trying to get him a drink yeah I was making fun of his dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Rupp being down, and I remember distinctly saying, hey, man, have fun. We're in Kearney, Nebraska. <laughs> Everyone's here to have a good time. Look at this fucking idiot dancing. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's still having a good time. <laughs> 
And I remember like just being at work and it just <sighs> Oh shit. And I was like, that was my fault. <laughs> that was totally my fault. Okay, I think that's probably the top one that we've had so far. That's awesome. And I've never told Rep. I mean, I have yet to tell him, like, hey, man, it was my fault you got punched. Yeah. Because he swore, like, dude, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault for laughing at the guy for, you know. Yeah. That's like, but he was only laughing. He only got mad at you for laughing because he, was, he was mad at me <laughs> for not laughing or whatever. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know what that dude was mad at me for. And then they told me that he, they said that he, had, he came to, like, pick a fight with me because I had been making fun of him. Yeah. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, but in the moment, like, everything happened so fast. Like, I yeah. did forget what the fuck I was talking about. Well, you've been drinking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say um, a lot of stupid shit when I'm drunk. I was minding my business. It just hit me one day. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been drunk before talking to, like, girls at a bar and stuff. And then they're all, like, start giving me the googly eyes. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What? No, I'm not flirting with you. <laughs> I'm just listening and caring about what you say. What that doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did? Where else do you travel? Do you go all the way to L.A. and all uh, that stuff? No, or? God, no. I, I, the most touring I've done is in the Midwest. So, okay. So a lot of the Midwest is where I've been going at uh, recently. Uh, first, I've gone out is Portland, Oregon, for for the West Coast. I love Portland. And then I want to say Chicago's the other uh, the other. Okay, so you've. Side you've of the Performing in Chicago. Yeah. So Chicago, um, a lot of the Midwest, it feels like. And I, I think when you're just this low on the totem pole, that's kind of where you should be. Because I think um, the Midwest is a very good gauge right. for the rest of the country. Yeah. You know I mean? if you, and like, and like as, a, as a guy who talks about being Mexican a lot and does it in a way that sometimes could be deemed... A, you know, like, uh, some of the things I say about me being Mexican, if a white dude said it right. about Mexicans, they'd be like, hey, whoa, buddy. <laughs> well, here they'd be like, hey, whoa, buddy. In parts of the Midwest, they'd be like, yeah, hey, whoa, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it's, I've learned a lot about the country. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I, it, honestly, touring the Midwest has taught me so much on phrasing and getting everyone on your side and like and that was the other cool thing about like that's the cool thing about like crowd work and stuff and riffing is if your joke if like your jokes aren't so fucking funny that they work all the time and people have to like you you have to learn how to get people to like you so you know yeah. the Midwest is a great place to practice that and learn how to do that right and I've, I've lucked out that I think for the most part as long as I'm sober and not grouchy at the situation or the show I'm usually pretty good about getting people to be like, all right, yeah, we'll give this Mexican yeah. a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's got to be difficult going up there, especially if you're in a bad mood. I mean, yeah, shit. yeah, it doesn't happen too often, but when it does, man, does comedy not go well for me? Really? Uh, yeah, if your head's not in the fucking place it needs to be when you're on stage, man, it can you can say some terrible things or you just say things and if you don't believe, like, I don't think if, I think jokes work best if you believe them. You know what I mean? Like, even the part where you lie, if you say it, like, and I didn't say it, but if you truly, in your heart, for like those that 10, 20 minute set, believe the things you say, yeah, it sounds so much funnier. Right. And then as long as you know that disconnect after the show, like, you know, those are two separate, the stage guy you are and the guy you are off stage, as long as you keep them separate, I think, you know? Yeah. It's pretty good. That's cool. Well, cool, man. I, I'm so glad you could come on here. Yeah, um, man. It was I, nice to do a, a, a podcast where I'm not fucking drunk. 
and just dist- and like trying to tear things apart. Well, why don't you come back and let's get loaded next? Time. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We'll that, do that's that. also cool too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> also fun. Yeah, that's what we do on school nights. Yeah, that's uh, what we do. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much every night. Um, so when's your next show? What's the day and time and uh, um, venue? It was at uh, a tandem show on Wednesday at, at at Tandem Bar. Okay. On Seventeenth Street, um, it is called Passionately Indifferent, eight p.m. Uh, Nathan Lund headlines. Uh, he's at he's at Comedy Works all the time, and he's one of the hosts of Lucha Libre and Laughs. He does the comment the commentary for the wrestling. Um, he's super funny. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't like me but do like stand up, I I recommend going out to go see him for I think five bucks or it might even be free. I can't remember. Oh wow. So yeah, so to get to see him for free in his hometown is always fun. I mean, you, I'm sure there's plenty of options to do that with him, but like. Yeah. If you haven't done it before, come do it on yeah. that on that Wednesday. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll go check that out. We're gonna be busy here for a while because we got a lot of places we're. I want to go see Corey's shows. I mean, I definitely want to see you now. Um, <laughs> I mean, before too. It's just uh, it's nice getting to talk to you guys. Getting you guys. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and like like I said, we like to promote you while you're on here too. So that's yeah. why I ask for your show stuff and everything. But um, but cool, man. Yeah. Andres, thanks so much for being yeah, on man. here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. So, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, with that, just like with every show, uh, I wish I was dead is sarcastic. Um, we're a comedy podcast. We're focusing on comedy. Um, and it is not about suicide. If you are feeling bad about yourself or if you don't um, if you don't like what's going on in your life right now, just call 1-800-273-TALK. And um, we'll see you next time.